Hey everyone, welcome to West New York Brews. My name is Scott. I'm a homebrewer just outside of West New York. And on this episode, we are talking to Matt Kahn from Big Ditch Brewing. everyone once again thank you for tuning in this is western new york brews buffalo's beer and brewing podcast and it is featuring uh, the buffalo beer league as we have during all of these quarantine weeks and hopefully we'll continue to do and hopefully we will also be unquarantined but that's a totally different topic and luckily we still have a lot of good beer to drink uh, while we are quarantined and that's thanks to people like matt Kahn at big ditch brewing and I'm going to get right into the chat in just a moment after I remind you that we are a member of the Hopped Up Network. It's a network of independent regional beer podcasts, and you can find it at hoppedupnetwork.com. Also, I want to throw out a plug for some friends at A Nice Place to Brew. They are also a Hopped Up Network podcast, so you can find them at aniceplacetobrew.com. I've been joining them about once a week, sometimes twice a week, on their virtual happy hours, and we've been talking homebrewing. And also make sure you're going to buffalobeerleague.com for all your buffalo beer news for a list of all the breweries that are doing takeout right now and their policies and how to order whenever buffalo beer news breaks that's probably a good place to find it so let's get into the talk i'll talk to you afterwards so yeah where, where do we want to start guys just uh how, how's everything going um with this new mess we're dealing with at the brewery? Well, I mean, it, uh, it definitely could be better. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it could be worse. So, um, so um, about, about half of our production was beer for restaurants and bars. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, including our own. So that all stopped immediately. So we actually, this past week, we kegged like a pallet of beer. That's the first beer we've kegged in six weeks. Oh, wow. Keg any beer. Yeah. Um, and obviously the restaurant closed, you know, that's no good. But we did decide pretty quickly, like, as soon as we had an idea of what's happening, to sort of pivot and um, try to do this to-go thing. And, like, mm-hmm. that's gone better than I would have thought, you know. Yeah. So I'm happy that we're keeping a few people employed and keeping them busy satisfying people still want new beer out there so we're doing that yeah um we've done a bunch of like just like random off the wall stuff <laughs> um you know whatever contests or just weird specials or things yeah. like that or new beers so you know I, you know we've we've uh we furloughed our 75 percent of our employees that's mm. the that's the mm. that's the pretty tough part you know yeah but uh mm. so, so so that's what's that's what's tough um, but we'll keep being nimble and creative and try to get it back as soon as we can, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Matt, I was surprised how quickly some of the breweries, like, kind of sprung into action. I mean, there's – obviously, you never really kind of anticipated something like this, but, like, right away, I, it was like things were moving pretty smooth at places with, like, either, like, curbside stuff or takeout options. Like, it was – you know, it was pretty uh, – it was pretty remarkable, like – just a couple of days after everything happened, like things were, were rolling. So it was, that was nice to, to have that on our end. Certainly. Yeah. I think there's probably a couple of reasons for that. Um, one is um, like, I think breweries and brewery owners are extremely flexible, creative people. 
Um, mm. And again, no disrespect to the restaurant industry, but maybe in some certain cases, even more so than the restaurant industry. Like they're used to creating new beers, you know, new, new things to offer their customers. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and they're very active on social media comparatively to a lot of restaurants too. So they like have an audience. So I think that's one of the reasons why. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, I think the um, the New York State Brewers Association has done an excellent job of communicating. Like we get emails from them, you know, two, three, four times a day. And they're just giving you a policy updates and ideas of things you can do. They're trying to, you know, drive people to your brewery. So I think like, if you're following them, you're like getting very quick updates about what you can do to stay active. Mm-hmm. And I think that probably helped a lot of people that otherwise wouldn't have been able to figure this out. You know, yeah. it definitely helped us. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I think you're right. A lot of breweries are having success. I've been hearing good stories from a lot of our <laughs> local breweries. Again, it's not great. Right. But, you yeah. know, at least everybody's not just shut down. And there was a period of time I was thinking about it today where, we didn't know if they were going to declare breweries um, or any restaurants essential businesses or not. And so that was a really bad day because it's like we might have to stop doing everything. Yeah. And so we, I, I, I guess, feel sort of lucky that we can sort of keep things going a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you guys probably had a small advantage in that, you know, you guys have been canning for a while and you've got a huge footprint in getting cans to market already at the grocery stores and the gas stations. I don't, I think you probably have the biggest footprint in terms of uh, canning. I, I would think out of the local breweries in Western New York, have you seen an uptick in, in, in can sales from stores and <clears throat> gas stations and such? Yeah. So um, you're definitely right about that. I, I mentioned before, like half of our production is draft keg beer. I mean, for a lot of breweries, that's all they're doing. Yeah. So, you know, we're lucky that it's, we've got that outlet. Um, so the first week after this happened, there was this massive hoarding going on everywhere. It wasn't just TP. <laughs> um, yeah. People were hoarding beer too. So for a little while, and we actually spoke with a few of our accounts out there, we thought we might be able to like, like all the beer we're selling in draft might all go in package, but that was only like a one week thing. And then it took a major dip as people like went through their stash and then after a few weeks, they're like, okay, this is going to go on for a while. And then things <laughs> have sort of gotten back to normal, but you know, so the, the can sales have been higher than last year, higher than normal. I think it doesn't make up for the draft sales, but yeah, yeah. again, that's another example. Could be, could be better for sure, but definitely could be worse. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we have that outlet and it's nice to see a little bit of uptick. So yeah. um, we were running a three shift operation before now we're at two shifts. So, you know, we had to move some people around and that sort of thing. Um, but I'm, you know, it's still going. We're still going. The timing of all this happening was, you know, <laughs> kind of poor because you had just announced, uh, you know, the new location. Has, uh, how, how's that been affected, all the planning for the new location? Right. So, um, so the day before we had that announcement, we were even talking like, I mean, it was, it was a, a, a very weird time to make an announcement like that, you know, and we, but we were sort of like, we were, had everything ready to go days before. And that whole week things kept escalating. Like it was, the, 
the day before is when they like canceled the NBA season and, and the NCAA tournament and you're here, like Tom Hanks got sick or whatever. And you're like, what's happening in the world? Right. Um, it feels like we, were, we, we, we yeah. were sort of like, if we don't announce this now, it's never going to be a good time to do this. So let's just get it out there, you know? And it, I mean, it was the following week where all essential, uh, non-essential business got closed. We got it in just under the wire um, in terms of how it's going. So like we're at the stage where we're seeking town approval and that sort of thing. And those things take a long time anyway. They've been delayed a little bit because of that. Like I just got on a zoning board meeting the other day and like it was zoomed with like 30 people and it was just, it took forever. It took forever because these people don't know how to work this technology. <laughs> but, uh, so there, everybody's muting the microphone and like who has, who's the leader. But um, so, I mean, that's, so, but we still did it. That's, that's still moving forward. We haven't fallen back too, too far on that project, but that project was going to take a really long time anyway. So um I think the thing that's sort of interesting is that like there's a pretty large tap room component to that project. And right now with restaurants in limbo, it's like, who knows what's going to happen when restaurants reopen. So that that's got me a little nervous, you know, but it's a long time away still. So we'll figure it out. You'll still open for Hofbra House. So yeah. I mean, I was thinking about them like this can't be, this can't make their situation any better, I guess. I don't know if it could get any worse. <laughs> yeah. Matt, how did no, you? I mean, at this location. point, I really can't get any worse. It's in Lancaster, right? Oh. It's uh, it's right on the border of Cheektowaga and um, essentially Williamsville. Oh, okay. So it's um. It's, it's right by the, the intersection of transit and the 90. You'll be able to see it as you drive in to Buffalo from east to west. It'll be like the first thing you see after the Buffalo All-America City sign. Oh, okay. This is cool. Yeah. What's that? There's a cracker barrel that you can see from yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's that old hotel, that, that, that hotel that was right there, correct? Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, because there is Clarion a hotel. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a good. Obviously, like traffic-wise out there, but there, yeah, there isn't a ton of stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, what's yeah. Big Ditch's current reach? What's that? What's What's the current reach of Big Ditch? So, like distribution footprint. Yeah. I mean? Like, so, how far away can we go and still get Big Ditch? Right. So, we were only distributed really in Western New York and in, including Rochester. So it was really Buffalo and Rochester, two major markets we were in cities and then some of the surrounding counties so or chautauqua and cataraugus and genesee um we were distributed in so that's as that's as far as we were going with this whole thing because we've had extra capacity we've had discussions with distributors other parts of the state so we <clears throat> we recently signed a distributor in albany mm-hmm. so we do a little bit of little bit of beer out there and then we're just about to sign a distributor um around like Southern tier area. So like Ithaca, um, what other, what are the other um, towns around there? There's a few other ones sort of around like, like, like Ithaca sort of being the major one in that. So, so like we're, we're trying to yeah, be nimble and get a little more beer out there. Yeah. Like the Binghamton area, El- Elmira, that, 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 I that think, direction. I think it does not include Elmira. Yes. 
Binghamton, no. So we, we're not adding Syracuse quite yet, um, just because that's too big of a market. There's, some, there's a lot of big stores out there. We're not sure we can support that yet. So again, we'll take our time and see how it goes. But yeah. well, a few more places you can get our beer, like in the next few weeks. Is that part of the plan with the expansion with the new? Yeah, with the new yeah. building. Yeah. So um, we had started to, when we sort of knew we were going to do this. We already started talking with distributors around the state to just get an idea of how we would expand that, that, that um, new brewery will give us like triple the capacity. Nice. And we get lots of requests from people out of um, all around the state for our beer in other states as well too. So our plan was to sort of expand across the state and, but we wouldn't do that until we had the new brewery because we didn't have the room to do it. But with this thing, we're doing it. So, I mean, we expect to sell our beer all over New York state, you know, over, over time. Yeah. And knock on wood. What are, yeah. what are we talking about? Like your core brands or are you talking about everything you can? So, I mean, who knows? I don't really know yeah. right now, but, um, but, but, but right now those two um, distributors are just getting Hayburner and Berry Vision to start with. Now, Hayburner um, is one of those beers where like in a couple of years, there's going to be kids, you know, 25 year olds like, Oh yeah. Hayburner is what got me into craft beer. Maybe. Yeah. Because it used to be around Buffalo, you'd you'd go around and be like, "Oh, it used to be," you'd walk into any old bar, and you'd find a a, a Sam Adams, yeah, right, and like, "Oh, good, at least they have a Sam Adams." Or you'd walk in, and it became, "Oh, good, at least they have a Southern Tier," and now it's, "Oh, good, at least they have Hayburner." Yeah, like yeah. the bowling alley down the street from me doesn't have a great selection, uh, but I can go in and go, "Oh, thank God they have Hayburner." Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, we sell a lot of Hayburner on drafts. They're just a credit to our sales team. Like, they're just very good at getting it on. Uh, they've got it on just a lot of places. Yeah. It's been sort of remarkable. Um, and, like, we didn't necessarily know or think that Hayburner, when we first released it, would be, like, this flagship beer that's like a juggernaut, you know, that yeah. just – Consume so much of our capacity, we're making it all the time. Um, and it's a phenomenal beer. But what what you just said there, I've always I've always chalked that up to the quality of the beer. But I mean, that's also that's a testament to your sales team. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think there's a lot of good beers out there, and like we've sat down and be like, why do why is Hayburner so successful? We have to we we have to think about it too, you know. But yeah. it's 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 not any one factor. You guys know there's so much good local beer out there, mm-hmm. right? Um, so we have the capacity to make it, we have a good sales team, you know, I, I think in terms of quality, um, we've been very good at making it repeatable. So like, I, I, I think, yeah. I think for, and, and for the most part, whenever you get it, it should taste pretty much the same. Um, and we've did a pretty good job of keeping it fresh too. So we don't have a lot of like old beer sitting around on shelves for the most part over this time. So all those things sort of help, you know, what do you, what do you got there? I don't, I don't want to say it out loud. <laughs> it's not terrible in the realm of beer, but it does say something to the place where I got it from today, and I, I won't mention them. Oh, boy. February 21st. February? Was it, it was not consumers. Oh, wow. Wait, what was the date, Scott? February 21st. I, I bought April 1st today from my local gas station in Angola. Wow. <laughs> you you have me beat by, yeah, like six weeks. Well, so the, the other thing I'll tell you is that, so... So we, we're, we're making Hayburner like crazy to support all these bars and restaurants. And then it just stops. 
So what do you do with all that beer? Yeah. So 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 we were to dump it down the drain. We put it in cans. So our inventory got longer than it normally is. But I wasn't going to dump it down the drain. No. So so man, so probably there's probably a little bit older hay burner on the shelves now than there normally is. But it's super. I uh, I, I've been reading articles about brewers around the country that have been forced to dump kegs and distributors. Is that is that a real thing? It, it it depends. I mean, it depends how old your beer is. You know, I don't think we're going to dump anything. Um, well, that's good. But 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 it depends how long this thing goes. I don't, it depends how long this thing goes on for. I don't know. Yeah, call us. Don't don't <laughs> dump any. <laughs> Before you dump any kegs, call us. Yeah. 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 That is that is definite. <laughs> I'll fill up milk jugs and stuff. Uh, we should like. Like put up like the bat signal. You guys yeah. come to like come to the brewery and start just canning out kegs. It's like the it's like Seven Eleven day where you can put a slushy in anything you bring. It was yeah. that day. We'll just bring like. He's gonna show up with a bucket and. Or like it's super bad, like the jug of detergent. Yes. <laughs> the detergent jug. <laughs> Fantastic. Matt, I have a I had a Hayburner question. This is maybe like the one the thing I was thinking of the most. Like, when did you know that Hayburner had sort of like. I don't know, kind of established itself as a, I mean, I, I think, you know, if someone were to ask me like Hayburner and probably Rusty Chain or maybe yeah. like the two beers that I think like, you know, if I'm introducing someone to Buffalo, like, yeah, we can, there's all these one-offs and there's, you know, some sort of experimental stuff. But if you want to know, like, these are the two beers that I think kind of represent like the city's breweries and, and what people drink the most of, like, when did you know, like, oh, this is, like it's it's this is really sort of taking over. Um, so there for the most part wasn't really one time. It's slow and gradual and keeps growing. Uh, sort of an interesting thing is we we usually get our like sales numbers every Monday morning, and for many many years, every morning I'd sort of open the sales report and wait for like everything to end. Like I'd be like I'd be like oh okay it's over nobody's buying it anymore. You know? <laughs> But but every morning, I usually every morning it's like okay, no, it's still going well. So it kept growing and growing. But if I had to pick one moment, um, I was in Disney World with my family, and I got a message that Hayburner was number one skew in Western New York. And so that was, I remember that moment. I was like sitting in like in like the you know bucking brawler saloon or something <laughs> with my kids and there's a million screaming kids and i'm like what the hell is this <laughs> and it was like it was kind of like wait a minute that's 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 pretty awesome so are you saying beer skew yeah i mean it's it's the number one scans beer in western new york yeah that's amazing so yeah but that, that was, it, I, mean, I, even... I did not know that i knew it was going well but i, I didn't really know it did comparatively and so that was like, like holy crap like we've we've done something pretty cool you see a lot of the guys that you'd you'd see normally just drinking Bud Light or or, or Labatt or something. They also drink Hayburner. You know, it's, that's pretty it's wild. Got that it's got that mm-hmm. kind of appeal, that wide appeal. Yeah, well, I, I don't like IPAs, that though, exactly. But, yeah. yeah, my my little brother, he'll drink. You know, he pretty much just drinks like the cheapest domestic he can get. Like he likes like those Nat Daddy Pounders, but he also drinks Hayburner too, which I think is wild. Hmm. So one one of the things about Hayburner is that like we were going very early on for like not very sweet, not very bitter, although it's probably relatively bitter compared to a lot of like New England IPAs you can drink today, right? But 
you know, we were trying to back all that off to make it drinkable, but it's been also like with good process, hide the alcohol at 7.2%. Mm-hmm. And I think all those things make it seem way more drinkable than it, it is. <laughs> so we kept hearing about people with, you know, what we call like hay burner moments. Like everybody's got a hay burner moment story, you know, where they like, Oh, I drank four of these and I couldn't get up, you know, that kind of, um, I've never realized the ABV. I've never looked, and now it all makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. So that that adds to the, um, I think maybe why it sells so well. It's fairly drinkable, but still gets you pretty, uh, you know, makes you feel pretty good. <laughs> Do you guys remember um, the first time you had anything from Big Ditch? I was trying to remember. Like, yes. Yeah, I do. When we yes, I remember. Yeah, <laughs> your uh, Corey's garage. Exactly. You got Corey's you guys garage. Corey's garage. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought for some reason I I brought it up. We brought it up to you guys, but I, yeah. so I was, no, no. We 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 drank next right out in the, in the garage next to the what? What kind of car was that? What kind of car did he have out there? It was like oh Chevelle. Yeah. He had a Chevelle. He sold a Chevelle. Oh. But that's where we used to brew. Yep. Is it? It's it's kind of wild to to see you guys go from that to what you're you know announcing a multi-million dollar like brewery <laughs> expansion you know and i just remember you guys like we, we would see you at at like festivals and we're like are we gonna have beer <laughs> <laughs> we're selling t-shirts for like three years I, we're selling sweaters. yeah yeah i joked <laughs> that i had 30 big ditch coasters before i had any of your beer <laughs> i i, I, like, I oh, thanks guys another coaster at a beer fest <laughs> I figured there are a lot of guys that, or a lot of people that were sort of like, these guys are complete bullshit. They're never going to open. And I probably wouldn't blame them for thinking. That. <laughs> we're, we're, would you say you were Hofbrau House before Hofbrau House? Or was wow. it not the... We're the original Hofbrau House. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I mean, yeah. we'll see. If, if if they open, then yes. If they don't, then no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I just I just remember that yeah going to see it. I'm like, man, I can't wait. To, I couldn't wait for you guys to open you know open stuff up. Yeah, so that from, means it worked then. Yeah, all of that's t-shirts and coasters. Yeah. yeah, and then from there it was when your tasting room was just basically a couple tap uh, one tap tower, and now what's your office and yeah. yep, and then yeah. to the when the tasting room eventually opened. Well, I mean, the tasting room was always the office. Well, <laughs> it was like we we're serving beer in our office. I mean, the, the whole tap room was a pile of rubble. <laughs> you know. But now, what's funny about now is that basically we've gone back to what it was back then. I mean, we got more taps and more beers. But I'm still I was filling growlers and crowlers for three hours yesterday. I think I saw Mark yesterday. And I saw yeah. Scott today. Yeah. Same thing. Filling. It's like. We've just gone backwards doing this pretty much the same thing. So, um, but that's, that's, that's fine, man. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Exactly. Just open the, uh, white IPA. Brian, it's very good. Oh. Yeah, this, this is quite good as well. I got the, uh, the Blackberry. Enjoy this, it. Uh, this is, uh, it, it reminds me of, it reminds me of a, a slightly less hoppy, slightly less funky, um, jelly king. Ooh. Oh, nice. Hmm. nice. That's high praise. That's high, I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't quite no, like yeah, Jelly King has a little more, the hops are a little more prominent and it's a little more of that funky sour where this is a little more fruit forward. But I, I, I get that 
that that reminiscent kind of jelly king thing going every now and again here. So That's I'm awesome. digging it. It's, it's quite nice. We, the, this whole sour IP thing, because we're playing around with a few of them, we're trying to um, just balance a lot of things. So the hops, the sour, and the fruit. And so, and but but nothing over the top. Like it's not supposed yeah. to be really sweet or like a fruit bomb or anything like that. It's supposed to be sort of more subtle than, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like uh, over the top. And I, yeah. so I think they're nice, drinkable. That's yeah, good. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah you have to let me know how the the white get the Mr. Auto and the white IPA, Mark. Oh, so yeah. Have to let me know. yeah, it's, it's what what makes a what it, like a white IPA? Like, what is the sort of definition of that? So that was um, that was our brewer um, Devin Carmen's recipe. Devin's worked for us for I think over four years now. Yeah, over four years, um, and she's been she's been homebrewing for like twelve years or something like that. So she, originally, this is the second time she's actually made it, um, and she had this idea. It's sort of like combining a Belgian wit and an IPA, and we actually brewed this once before. That was a lot more Belgiany, but this time she went a lot more IPA. So basically, it's like a New England IPA with um, orange zest and coriander. But there's so much hops in there. I don't get very much of the orange zest and coriander out of it, but it's a really nice IPA, though. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of wheat character out of it, like wheat yeah. notes out of it, though. Just nice. What's your R and D process like? I mean, is it just uh, you know uh, some of your brewers bringing in recipes? Like, how how do you knock things around and, and figure out you know what you're gonna what what you're gonna scale up and, and make a full batch out of? Right. So um, so we have like a pilot system, which is basically a homebrew system. It's like 25 gallons worth. Yeah, homebrew beer. size. And then we basically we'll, like, what's that? I oh, said, okay, yeah, that's homebrew that. size, 25 <laughs> gallons. That's, that's, that's a big homebrew. Yeah, big you're, right. you're right. Um, but basically it's the same thing, man. It's like, we're just mixing the grain ourselves and just like, yeah. it's not like automated or anything fancy, you know, um, that kind of thing. Um, but uh, so, and anybody could have an idea. So we'll basically try anything. Um, and, you know, the ones that work, we work on more, and the ones that don't, we might not. You know, um, so, and usually we were doing like something. We're trying to do something new once a week anyway, but that has definitely like like the with, with more time, the brewers are spending more time like thinking about new things. You know, um, because like we we had this three shift operation that was like ninety nine percent capacity. They barely had any time for creativity. But now there's a lot more time of that, which is good. Like, I'm actually happy about that, you know. So what's the next thing? We're, we're doing, like, an all-cryo IPA coming up soon. We have a Sabro Cream Ale we're going to try using a Sabro, sort of a newer hop. Hmm. Um, that sounds I – like, I like a good cream ale. Yeah. We have um, – so, so actually, a little preview. So we have a, sort of officially, unofficially, our anniversary – is coming up in a couple of weeks. So we have some fun beers coming out for that. Uh-huh. You want me to tell you what they are? Little, yeah, yeah. If you want. Little, little I mean, we, won't, we, won't, we won't tell anybody. Do we have that Just breaking news about your anniversary? Podcast. <laughs> um, so we've got... Yeah, where's the breaking news? Yeah, we need that breaking news drop. Yeah. <laughs> can you edit get that on, in, Scott? Get on the, t- the Twitter verse. <laughs> yeah. I can. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
we we're doing um we we're, we're going to do squeezer at a pilot batch which we haven't done that in years that'll be sort of fun yeah. um that, that's the simple one and then we're <laughs> blending an imperial stout with cold brew coffee maple and we're thinking bacon to do like again a breakfast blend something or other so we're like doing the bacon this week which we're all excited about that (laughs) (laughs) and then we have a 14 percent ipa we're gonna now we're talking whoa Whoa. that's not that's that's not even a double ipa that's are you just trying to like break the record here (laughs) sort of maybe uh (laughs) i think Man, what was that? Do you remember that triple IPA you brewed for your anniversary a couple years ago? What was that, 11? Yeah, do I don't remember what the ABV was on that. I'd have to look that up, but it wasn't I want to say it was just over 11. 14 might have been 11. Monster. This, 14 would be I, I, I have a good feeling about this one, though. I, I, I think it. what Lafayette brewed, Lafayette Brewing did, I think, 13.8, I think is the record. Yeah. This one's coming in right now, and it's still kind of finishing out at 14.3. Yes. Wow. wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Can't oh. yeah, so, actually, I, I, uh, if it doesn't taste good, you won't remember it anyways. So. <laughs> <laughs> One sip, and you're, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's it. Um, so, actually, um, CBW let me to buy some 25-ounce crawlers off of them because I'm like – we can only service in crowlers. I can't can it. So at least try to get slightly smaller portions. <laughs> but even still, that's like that's you, you kind of have to have. Yeah, you kind of have to like drink half and bring it over to a friend's house. I guess. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's still that's still two twelve ounce beers. That's that's yeah. good. Uh, well, like yeah, if be... you have like three neighbors, you you take you know six ounces. Bring it to their house. Let them take six. They bring it to the next. Just leave it on the porch. I was yeah. going to say, stay six feet away. Drop it on their porch. Drop it on the porch. Okay, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, a lot of, a lot of crazy, stupid ideas. Come I'm looking out. forward to that. I'm looking forward to that for sure. I think, it, I think it'll be interesting. <laughs> I have never stood in a beer line, but that's, that's, that might make me. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a must-have. Yeah. I'm ex- I'm excited to try it myself, but I've been I've been told that like I was like so it doesn't taste like gasoline, and they're like no, so good. That's good. That's, that's good. good. That's the secret <laughs> is making those those bit heavy hitters not drink like that. Yeah. I was I was actually surprised that it didn't taste like gasoline. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. What doesn't taste like gasoline IPA. Yeah. No, <laughs> we won't it. call it that. <laughs> I hope I can get there uh, before it sells out. You guys are always releasing things on, you know, like noon on a Friday. I can't get there until like four thirty. <laughs> well, just, just, just shoot me a note. I'll, I'll make sure I uh, save some for you guys. <laughs> nice. Uh, you mentioned Squeezer. Is there any like? Is there another beer you get a lot of requests for that you've done in the past that you want people want to bring back? Like. Like uh, like power ballad, wink wink. Yeah, power ballad, power ballad. We um, was that the beard you did with CBW? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We talked We're, to Ethan last week. He said he's up. If you are, he's up to do it again. Yeah, we, yeah. We should do that. We should we should talk. Like I, like collaborations right now are kind of weird because usually like the best part of the collaborations you're hanging out having a beer or whatever yeah. during the brew day and it's like it's hard to really do that right now you know but. Uh, <laughs> That's a, or in spirit collaboration, you know, but, uh, we should, we should, we should get into that. We should definitely do power ballad again. It was fun. 
Yeah, we did we did that at our brewery, and maybe we do the next one at theirs. That'd be fun. Yes. Um, we we uh, we we announced today that on uh, Cinco de Mayo we're doing jalapeno cream ale, which is a beer we get requested a lot. Mm. Oh, I, see that. I saw that post maybe right before we. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. So we we did a lot of that. Uh, I mean, we did like a hundred gallons of that beer, which is that's a lot for that beer. So uh, there's that. What else? I don't know. People all sorts of stuff. You know, people are people always want what <laughs> what they can't get. So fourteen percent IPAs. <laughs> What's that? Fourteen percent IPAs. 14, yeah, nobody's actually asked for that. We, it's, 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 <laughs> but the world nobody needs knew it. they wanted it. Yeah, nobody knew they wanted it. Yeah. Right. So, well, there how was often the, there you, was the Aqua Jesus that was that was up there. Oh, yeah, I've still had a couple of those. Yeah, it was you a lot. I think. Yeah. I think that was like thirteen, maybe yeah, around there. Uh, so remember, we went to Pressure Drop, and the bartender gave us pints of it. Yes. And then like, oh, no, that should be biased. Yeah. <laughs> it was all like 16 ounce friggin' pints of a 13% IPA. Was, <laughs> yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, the guy was like, oh, sorry about that. Yeah, we serve them in nine ounce glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. I recommend 16. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just me. That's just me. And is that something for the chug group? You chug a you chug a thirteen percent IPA. Ooh, do you guys do you guys do that? Are you like in the chug groups? Or are you guys? Oh, we are. We are, but we're we're, we're mostly lurkers. Uh, I, I'm not. Why have oh, I not been God. invited to the chug groups? Mark, make that happen. Get Scott in this group. Get Scott in on the chug group. Yeah. Wait a, wait a minute here. We'll get you in. We'll get you in tonight. Guys, I'm a good chug. These are the flamingos, right? The flamingos are the chug group. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a whole thing. I'm very familiar with them, yet I do not partake. Yeah, no, you know. Yes. If this goes on for a lot longer, I, I might have to start doing that. <laughs> there we go. We'll get you into the house party. Yeah. Are they meeting every week to, to do this? Every night? Every, every day? Every they're day. Yeah. Oh. Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, all day. Every hour. <laughs> that day, hour, probably. Nine in the morning. Just have to mute invites from this group? That's, that's my entire Facebook feed is just Chug videos. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. I see none. Yeah. We'll, we'll take care of you, Scott. We'll, 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 all right, we'll good. Because I've been practicing my whole life for this kind of stuff. Wow. Oh, nice. Well, not my whole life, I suppose, but... So, Matt, but, how often do you still get to brew? How often uh, do you still get to bring in ideas? Um, ideas um, frequently. Like, so I'm I'm in pretty close contact with the entire brewing team. Yeah, of course. Um, Sorry. So I'm always helping us sort of guide things or give advice about what to do with beers. But I don't do very much brewing myself anymore at all. Like, I haven't actually really brewed beer in years, you know. So, but, but, but you know, why, why, why would I? We got we got like fifteen other people that can do it, and they can really do it better than I can. So, let let them do it. Not even on the pilot system, like with with the the quarantine. Like, hey, let me jump in on that for a little bit. I guess I could, but <laughs> let me let me light that burner. You could probably make it. <laughs> What's that? You could make that happen, I think. I, think I could, if I, I guess if I wanted to. Right. What are they going to say? No? <laughs> strings. They probably wouldn't say that. <laughs> we, we, we know some people down there. We'll get you. 
We'll get you in, Matt. <laughs> nah, I mean, we we, we, we got a we got a bunch of breweries there. We're, we're in, like they 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 know their they know the brewery better than I do. That's for sure. So, that's Matt, going going back to your anniversary, have you um are you guys worried about the quarantine, the COVID, like uh, canceling that party? Like, have have you given any thought to that? Well, so I mean, it's it, this part. It's not going to be a party. Well, it's it's going to be another retail thing. But I, I, I but to to that point. Like when we did, we did a can release last week for the Canon call in the Galaxy Hayburner, and like we spent hours trying to plan how to do this without and still make it safe, you know. Mm-hmm. So like we've got like like um, you, you guys might have noticed when you were there the last couple of days, but it wasn't that busy. But like we've got stickers on the floor that are six feet apart. Yeah. We like mark things outside. Yeah. And we try to be like, okay, if you want cans, go this way. If you want food, go this way. So it's definitely a fine line between um, trying to do things to keep your business sort of afloat, but also not, you know, be safe about it, which is obviously the most important thing. We don't want to do anything unsafe, you know? So, well, well, I guess then if, if things do reopen, if things begin to normalize, will you then have a party? I mean, I don't think it's going to open like that. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think restaurants are going to be open and you're going to be able to have a party. It's okay. going to be, it's going to be at reduced capacity. Well, almost definitely. I mean, so, so we're starting to plan for what does our tap room look like at 25% capacity, 50% capacity, 75% capacity. We, you know, we have like, then, then we'll be serving people at tables, but also price still keeps the go thing and delivery thing going. So how does that work? Right. Um, like what, you know, like do our employees wear masks? Do we check their temperature? You know, things like that. We gotta, we gotta go through all, we're we're planning for all that sort of thing. So I don't think this is going to open like a party. And if a lot of people came, we probably wouldn't be able to let them in, you know, that's how it's going to happen. Yeah. But I don't know how long it will take to get back to normal and you can have full capacity. But, you know, we're sort of planning for a while still. Do you guys, let me ask you guys, I mean, how do you guys feel about like going back to bars and restaurants? Is it making you nervous to think about that? What do you guys think is going to happen? Uh, not particularly. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't I, think things are going to open up uh, in full until there's a vaccine or, or a treatment or, or yeah. something that can you know protect people from from it going around i don't see it happening in full until then if things reopen it's just going to be piecemeal like you say maybe 25 50 percent capacity it's interesting because we're like we're sort of clamoring for normalcy but i mean yeah i I don't know if i'd be real excited to just rush out right away on you know the first couple days when you know things get back to somewhat normal i mean I, I don't know if it would be relaxing at all. You'd be, would you just be worried about should I be doing this or I don't know. It's yeah. See, I function. I, I maybe I'm a, I look at it a little bit different because I'm still out and about and you know working and doing my thing. So I don't. It doesn't. To me, it's 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 not as in you know in the forefront. It, I don't know. It yeah. just doesn't. I'd be more apt to if you if you opened up tomorrow and said, "Hey, come on down. I'm coming down and yeah. having a beer at the bar." <laughs> yeah. Until the person yeah. next to you goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I I think there might be two groups. I think there's probably maybe a group that's more like yourself, Scott. That's like yeah. I don't, I'm I'm going, and then there may be another group yeah. that's like, 
I'm not going anywhere until I 100% know it's safe. Yeah. I'm not you know, advocating just being, you know, throw, you know, throw caution to the wind. Yeah, yeah I know. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't, you know. Say Kick open those garage doors, uh, give us some yeah. space, and I'll be there. Exactly. <laughs> tape, tape out six-foot sections in the bar, and I'll sit in my little six-foot section of the bar. <laughs> and I'll be I'll be perfectly happy. Just get a get a bunch of those. Just get individual size like igloos, like Tapo has. And we'll there you go. go. Yeah. Those igloos oh, are pretty, yeah. those are pretty key right now. Yeah, it's like literally in a bubble. Ones, so we'll all just sit there in our pod. <laughs> yeah, there's a little like, hatch that you slide the beer through. Yeah, or, whatever. It's fine. I mean, they should, they, they should definitely open, like you know, as soon as they can, just with the bubbles. Yeah. The bubbles I think I've seen those. Like, uh, come eat in a bubble. People are like, that sounds safe. Yeah, I've <laughs> seen those in Japan. Like, they have uh, restaurants uh, that are specialized for, like, introverts, and everyone gets their own, like, little private booth because they don't want to talk or see anybody else. <laughs> weird. Yeah. <laughs> weird. But, we, I mean, we've, we've started planning for all this sort of thing. Again, I don't know. It, it could be two weeks, right? It could right. be a month. It could be many months. But we're already sort of thinking about it, how we would operate at all of those levels. Or even if we would, there, it might be like a 25%. It might be so dead that it's not even yeah. worth it. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what I've heard. I've heard that you know, a lot of places are saying like 25% wouldn't even be worth the trouble of opening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I wondered how, uh, I wondered how your food sales are, are doing and uh, whether or not you've, you've been putting out enough to, to make that worth continuing to do. Right. Right now you mean? Yeah. Or, or right now, so, I mean, th- th- there's no way, I mean, well, I-, I shouldn't say there's no way, at, at least for us, like, um, you know, you, you own a restaurant, you, um, you have to pay for that space. Every mm-hmm. seat costs money. So you just can't, again, you can't make up the cost of that whole space. Um, but again, it could be worse, you know, like, it's again, I'm happy that we're just employing a few people um, and we're satisfying some demand, but you, you, you know, you kind of need people sitting down in those seats to sort of make it work, you know? Yeah. And it's the same for the staff too. I mean, the restaurant industry is a tipped industry. Um, and so like they need people sitting there mm-hmm. to get tips to make it worth yeah. it, you know? So th- those are all the calculations that go into what you want to do with something like this. Do you think that, um, are you worried about other breweries closing? I know it's different like from brewery to brewery and person to person, but do you think coming out of this whenever, you know, we had discussed whenever some type of normalization comes down the pipes, do you think uh, like we'll open like when things reopen that not as many breweries will reopen? Well, I guess I'll give you my perspective, and then I'm curious what your guys' perspective is because you guys, I know you've talked with all the local brewers. So you probably stay in contact with them, even you know, quite a bit better than myself. Um, what's going to happen to our local breweries? I mean, from what I can see, everybody is trying to pivot and doing a nice job of it. Nobody's just folding up and going home for the yeah, most so part. Far. You know, um, you know, but if you are. You know, if, you've, if, if you're in a situation where you've got a lot of debt or you don't have much cash reserves or, you know, um, if you're depending heavily on like an on-premise type thing, people to sit at your place, 
you know, that could be tough for those folks, but I don't know what everybody's situation really right. is now. Um, you know, the prediction is that it's is going to be devastating to the restaurant industry. You know, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. There, there, I was reading some today. It's like people predicted that the restaurant industry would fold after 9-11 in New York City. And 15 years later, they got, you know, 20% more they had before. Same with Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans. Yeah. 30% growth 10 years after it happened, you know. So, you know, people are creative, resilient, and, you know, I don't really know. I think brewers, again, are very creative and resilient, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that they all come back. What do you guys think, though? It, it, business abhor, it, it abhors a, a vacuum. Um, I'd, I'd hate to see anything close down, but uh, I think if it did eventually, you know, that would fill back up uh, again in the space. But I think it's all depending on how long this goes, and nobody knows how long this is going to go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of these places that are relatively new, I mean, like Brightsmith opened just a few months ago, a place like that, you know, yeah. uh, even, even Beltline, like places just haven't been open for a long time. You hope that, you know, cause it, I mean, the, the margins are so slim, especially early on in some of these places that, you know, it, it's sort of extra unfortunate if you know if yeah. you don't have a kind of established customer base and things like that. It, it depends. Too. I mean, there's so many. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, oh, Scott. No, I, I was just going to say, from our point of view, it seems like a lot of the places are getting you know a lot of support. You know, we I, I've I've never waited in so many lines for beer, which is nice. Yeah, that's you know, true. I know it doesn't make up for you know, the on-premise sales, but I, I think a lot of people are coming out and really, you know, they're buying the beer, they're doing, they're buying the releases up, you know, you know, people are selling through beer relatively well. And I know the same thing with the restaurants. We, we, me and Sarah make a point every week to go to a different place, you know, do takeout from a different local place. Um, and I know a lot of people are doing that. So I'm, I'm hoping, you know, that's kind of, you know, kind of hold everybody through till you know, it gets back to yeah. know, some, some normal. Yeah. It, it depends on their particular financial situation too. So if you're able to work with your landlord and be like, Hey man, give me a break on rent for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll pay it back to you. But you just give me a little time. And the landlord can make that work with the bank. Maybe yeah. between the business and the landlord, they've got to deal with the bank or maybe they go get a loan. I mean, that's what all these programs are supposed to do is just keep things going for a little while. Yeah. So, um, so you can get back on your feet. Right. And those things are far from foolproof, (laughs) but, uh, but, but hopefully that, that helps get people through a little bit. So I don't know, man, I'm not really like a worst case scenario kind of dude. I I think, I think, I think a lot of people will will figure out a way through this as long as, as long as it, as long as it doesn't go on for, you know, years, oh, boy. We're, we're talking weeks to months. We'll, yeah. yeah. I think most people get through it. I think, uh, yeah. And, and I think once, I mean, it, there, there's going to be a good period when this is, when this is all said and done where people are just, are going to go bananas too. Which is, <laughs> I think that's going to happen before the summer's out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people are just like, you know, the, the restaurant's open and people are, out just you know i want to get out i want to i mean i've seen it just a restaurant will close uh, like for a couple weeks like we wanted mexican food 
and they open back up and you can't even make a phone call to the place. <laughs> you know, they're sold out of food three days in a row, yeah. you know, which is, I mean, it's, it's, I love to see that kind of support. Yeah. Um, so hopefully yeah. uh, carries, carries everything through. Yeah, that, obviously like the, the sort of goodwill doesn't make up for all the other issues, but I, I, I hope that sort of local businesses do feel like, feel the love, I guess. Like, I you know, again, it's like, well, I'd rather just have regular life, but I do yeah, <laughs> happy that like people have been so surprised. I thought I said this to Matt yesterday. Like I thought maybe like after a couple weeks, people would sort of just, I don't know, like kind of go back to normal. And, but I, I mean, from what I'm seeing, it's like people are just as excited now to get out there and whatever for takeout or beer or something as they were whatever a month and a half ago. Yeah. For the most part, we've seen week for week to week, we've seen our to go sales grow. Good, but it's been more and more. And I I do think that, you know, particularly Buffalo, you guys know this, like Buffalo is a town that supports its local businesses or local breweries and restaurants. So everybody's out there doing that. I I, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, I'm even if I want to go get takeout somewhere, like the phones are busy, waits are an hour long for things. I mean, every place, every place that can do this is doing it um, pretty good and people are out there. So it, it, it just, it changes everything, but you're right. Definitely feeling the love. I mean, last weekend, last Friday, we had that can release and it was just, it was pretty much the craziest day we've ever had a big ditch ever. Wow. Yeah. Well, again, you're, you're, you're trying to balance this, these two things is trying to keep yeah. things going, but also being safe and taking care of people. Mm-hmm. And like, like our, our, we, we had like 300 phone calls the first hour after oh, we wow. opened. We we can only take our phone systems aren't set up. We don't have a switchboard. Yeah. <laughs> what were they even? We can only calling take three about? phone calls at that at a time. So I had like 140 voicemails by lunch. <laughs> um, and so like that was crazy. But it's like, you know, I mean, definitely feels feeling the love after yeah. that. You know, yeah, yeah that's gotta make you feel a little bit better about things. Absolutely, absolutely. It was exhaust. I was so tired when I went home, but <laughs> next day yeah, I like woke up like yeah, that was pretty good. So yeah. People are, are looking for an excuse to get out of the house. I joke, right. uh, I joke with my wife that uh, going to the grocery store is date night now. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. and also like Friday beer releases help like me know what day it is. <laughs> like, oh, okay, oh, Big Ditch is releasing something at noon. I get to Friday. It must be Friday. It must be Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're setting your clock by our beer releases, that's pretty funny. Oh. That's how Mark does his. That's week. kind of that, that's kind of like the greatest honor I could possibly ask for is we're helping people set their clocks. <laughs> You're the sundial of, of the coronavirus. Yeah, the situation for the week. The shutdown at least shines the light on how important it is to drink local, and not even just drink local, like shop local and eat local, and hopefully. I really hope that some, obviously that's kind of our ethos with the BBL, but I hope that continues to be this strong, that movement after whenever this quarantine ends. Um, Because I love the love for local beer, obviously is why we started this whole thing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I think it's, um, you know, I had that thought right after this whole thing went down. Nice tower. I, yeah. oh, I have this in the fridge. I big just, guns. Um, I, I, had that, big I had that thought right after this. Nice Ooh. river. I love that beer. Oh, is that, is that the Pinot Noir one? That one's amazing. Yeah, it's I beautiful. Got, I, got I, one down. I had more of that. I also have one of those in the fridge. Last bottle. But, but that was my thought right after this whole thing happened. It's like this could be like another 
prohibition of local breweries. You see a bunch of people wiped out. Um, And it so far does not seem like that's the case at all, which is, which is really good. Let's hope not. Yeah. Ooh, it smells, uh, bourbony. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's a nice, I wish you you guys want to smell. smell? (laughs) Please. I'm going to open mine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm under the, I'm under the coconut great. cream from 2018. How are they? How's the how's the 2018 topaz? So the uh, the vanilla latte was really nice. It had it had some really nice strong prominent um, vanilla notes. The coconut's a little more mellowed. Um, it, like that did, was. Do you remember? Was this was this brewed with toasted coconut or flaked or how was that? There's a, a combination of flaked coconut and actually coconut puree. Ah. Nice. But the adjuncts in these beers can fade pretty quickly, so you never know if they're going to hang around or what. Like, which I think, which I think is a testament to Towpath itself. Yeah, as a as a yeah. base stout. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, this the, the 2019 one that I'm having right now. These are nice. drinking great right now. So if you guys have those, I definitely would recommend. Usually the beers are good at about a year. When did we can this? September. So it's a little before a year, but they're definitely really smooth right now. I should have sat on these hay burners for another eight months. <laughs> so hay burners. <laughs> your, your, uh, the location you bought it pre-aged it for you. That's no. right. It, it was a local gas station. <laughs> the tower is just drinking phenomenally, by the way. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I haven't had one in a while. What do you got there, Mark? Bourbon vanilla. Uh, I, I also have the tower. Oh, tower? Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. It's awesome. You guys have all these beers we've made. Very so cool. speaking of that, I still have one of the original Bidwell Wilds. Yep. Uh, there were only 64 bottles of that. Made. Like, there can't be that many out there still. I've got in one. The wild. Yeah, I have one. That's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, those are, those are very – they were rare then. <laughs> that day. They're now, that, was, that was the first beer I waited in line for was the original Bidwell Wild. Yeah, yeah, really. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that. Beer, but I waited in line for that. If there are a half dozen of those left, I mean, I, there can't there. be many. No, there can't be many. We don't like. We don't have any of those left at the brewery. We 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 don't sell her like a lot at the brewery. We're kind of like we give it a little time, and then after a while, we're like let's get it out there, or we give it away to you know accounts or whatever, or yeah. or, or, or or people that you know. Supporting us or whatever, so so I have no idea what that's going to taste like. Now, one of but us that, but that was brewed in my basement, just so you know. <laughs> I was like, sitting in my basement for years. <laughs> one of us should volunteer to give Matt our bottle. It's not going to be me. <laughs> no, no, no. You, saying, no, don't give me, no, don't give me that. You guys hold on to it. <laughs> one of you should volunteer to give me your bottle. So, wow. one of you volunteers to give Matt your bottle. I will scroll up on your porch. I will sit there. Well, when we can have a human contact, one of us just brings the bottle to the brewery. Yeah, yeah. When is that being released next, Matt? I saw you. I know you. You had uh, put some of that down a while ago. Yeah, we just tried in the last several weeks a blend of two of the barrels, actually three of the barrels, and it's kind of like ready now. So we're. So it, it probably will be sooner rather than later. Okay. It could, it could be months away. Nice. 
Yeah, no, I have no, I'll, I'll tell you this though. I don't know how many more times we're going to make that beer. Oh, I, I, I find that the interest in these like barrel aged oh years to make sours has sort of waned quite a bit. I don't know if you guys have noticed that or agree with that or anything. I'll keep buying them. Right. I, I, I like I like the true wilds. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So do I. My my palate is falling off on the kettle sours. I'm getting burned out on the kettle yeah. sours personally, yeah. but the the true wilds. Uh, especially the ones that work out real nice. Those are rare and to be treasured. I know. Yeah. I feel like they're even rarer now than they were like five years ago. Yeah. Like almost nobody's doing them anymore. Yeah. Now, now it's like pastry sours and pastry yep. stout. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've, we've got like a, there's like a whole generation maybe of drinkers who like think a sour is this like. Has marshmallow in it somehow. Yeah, marshmallow grass cracker sour with. I saw that. Yeah. Someone was like, "Yeah, I had a like a, I don't know, marshmallow, cinnamon, honey, maple sour." I'm like, "How was? How could that be sour? Was yeah, it sour?" Was that, uh, <laughs> maple yeah, like, and yeah, the, the other half crunch, the the crunchy, the other half yeah. crunchy. Yeah. They're, like, they're good. They're, they're they're like they taste good, but let's not compare them to like other stuff. A like, true no, right. Yeah, Matt, have you had stuff from uh, Pantomime and, uh, like on Seneca Lake? There it is. Say, say again, I, I missed it. Pantomime Mixture is the brewery. It's on Seneca Lake. I have had stuff from them. I've got a couple of bottles in my fridge. Yeah, they're doing, you know, just thinking about that. Like, yeah, we were down there like about a year ago. They weren't open that late. They opened a few months. And yeah, it was interesting to talk to them saying like, Really, like, this is a hard thing to do. Not many places are doing it. I mean, they only had two beers on when we were there. Um, I know they've, they've got quite a bit. Yeah, probably a half dozen bottles or so. But it's yeah. just, you know, I mean, labor to do that. And, you know, I mean, trying to sell a beer that's not, like, it's, it's never going to sell huge, right? Like, yeah. So I, yeah. I don't, you know, I, I, you guys, I don't know if you agree with me, but I go back and forth sometimes. Like, you know, these places put out whatever beers with cinnamon and, and, and everything in it, people want it, and you got to keep the lights on. Yeah. So, you know, as much as we joke about, like, yeah, just everyone should just make more, like, English bitters. Like, well, you have to, you have a business yeah. to run. <laughs> like, it's yeah, not, clearly. that would be great. Yeah, make more bitters, like, in yeah. barley wines, but also you want to make money. Yes. Yeah, we always tell local breweries to make more smoked beers, and then lo- those local breweries tell us those beers do not sell. So. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. super sweet, heavily beers. They're, they're great as one-offs, but it's not something that I'm going to want to go back to yeah. all the time. It's it's a great yeah. flavor to experience once, but I can't drink it on a regular basis. It's too sweet. It's too heavy. Mm. I don't want it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, speaking of a beer to do again, let's uh, let me yeah. put in my vote for that. Yeah, no, I came out real nice. Yeah. Nice. I have one, one last can. That beer is, it's so fantastic, this beer. Yeah, it came out really nice. I think that was a um, – I wasn't, like, um, super involved in that collaboration recipe. Corey and uh, Joe Reister, another one of our brewers, um, worked on that. Um, but I think the, like, India lager is a fun idea. Like, there's so few lagers anyway. And then I feel like almost anybody that does it doing a lager is doing, like, pretty much a Pilsner these days. So it's nice to like throw some hops in the lager, and I think it came out real nice, like super drinkable. You know, yeah, it's it's very, very, I like it quite a bit. 
Yep, yep. I have, I have a couple cans too. Still, this Dark, what, what? it's. I'm all about clear beer coming back too. So oh, Jesse, so good. Yes, sir. Preach it. I'm, I'm gonna go get another beer right now. So, so give me one minute. Hi. It's like it's so smooth. Hi, Becca. Yeah. Like yeah, this power is absolutely amazing. Oh my god! Like it's I was really perfect. like, yeah. I, I don't know if like the barrel. I, Oh, which one? The that tower? Is, yeah, yeah, the tower is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm not a barley wine sort of like connoisseur, but this is like, yeah, it's so good. Like it, the caramel and yeah. Didn't I see you at the barley wine festival at CBW? I was going to ask yeah, about well, the barley wine festival. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you guys think? Of, what did you guys think of the barley wine festival? Fantastic! Did you guys, did you guys get to try everything there? Yeah, between Scott and I, we did. Yeah, I got to like. I don't know. I think I got like to twelve of sixteen or something. I don't know. I think I didn't I remember anything people after brought, that. Remember, <laughs> you guys remember like people brought bottles, so it's like there's a yep. bottle share happening. It's like oh god, like it's, it's, it was, oh, there was god. a bottle share during the barley wine festival. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and then the, the guys from Strong Rope bought a brought a ton of beer, and we just somehow made friends with them, and they started sharing a bunch of stuff with us. They're good dudes. We we usually um, have a table right next to theirs at Tap New York every year. No, oh, so we usually or this weekend coming up. I, yep, yep. It yeah. was supposed to be last. I think last weekend. Last weekend. <laughs> Matt, last last <laughs> week we uh, we our podcast was with Bobby from Good Bar, and we drank Jenny Cream and drank Chimes. Yeah, I, I I'd heard I heard about last week. I I had said this is gonna be tough for me to top that performance. I don't. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not capable. <laughs> If, if, if you that. calling for shots every five minutes, then yeah. you will you might top that. But I was, I was not ready for that. I don't necessarily need to repeat that. No, no agreed. I 100% don't need to repeat that. <laughs> yes, Scott, for the sake of your health, we'd, we'd like you to be alive when this quarantine ends. Yeah. I'm more of a danger to myself in my own home than I am out. <laughs> so, I, so I know our, our like, um, are all you guys working from home, right? I mean, I know Scott's not really working from home, but are oh, the rest of you guys yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got a job with uh, Spectrum News, so yeah, I'm working from home now. Oh, really? Okay, cool. That's cool. Uh, um, how's that going, Brian? How was the training? It's a lot because you know my entire career has been in newspapers, but uh, in transitioning to broadcast media, the lingo's new, uh, the programs are new, everything is new, but. Essentially, it's just uh, content creation, which is, you know, right in my wheelhouse. So um, my managing editor told me I'm a great writer and he loves my work. So I'm not going to complain about that. Yeah, you don't don't turn a compliment like that down. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's great. Congrats on your first week, by the way. Thank you. The the Monday through Friday slog is real, dude. I haven't worked a Monday through Friday job in 12 years. Yeah. It's got to be kind of a weird time to start a new job, though. Like, it's very confusing. Like, and it's so un—it's so unnecessarily complicated training. Like, when I have to be on the phone for nine hours as opposed to somebody just showing me how to do things, Ugh. it's frustrating in that element. But other than that, it's—you know—it's whatever. Cool. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was the job I wanted from everything that I applied for. So. It's basically everything I was doing because it's it's writing for it's web writing and social media. So it's basically everything I was doing anyways. So I'm Wait happy to really be paid for that. Don't do any of that stuff. Come on. <laughs> oh, web writing. Yeah, you, you, Scott, you've been to BuffaloBeerLeague.com, I assume. I mean. <laughs> Buffalo who? <Yeah. laughs> 
Hey everyone, just wanted to break in here and let you know that that I cut out the section where this transition makes sense. So I wanted to just let you know that from this point, we're going to jump into talking about uh, Buffalo Beer Week as another event that we're not sure if it's going to happen or what it's going to look like this year based on the current situation. So sorry to break in, just wanted to let you know we're going to jump to Buffalo Beer Week now. Good, good, good question for you guys. What, what, like, what, what do you guys think about? I mean, let, let's say Buffalo Beer Week happens. Let's say, let's say by June or July or something that things go back to normal and we can have a beer. What, what, like, what would you like out of Beer Week? I think there's been a question people have been asking for a long time that nobody has a really good idea what Beer Week actually should be. Oh, and that's well, also a question that's never been yeah. asked to us, <laughs> even though we've also we've always been involved in Buffalo Beer Week for the longest time. No Seriously? one's ever asked us that question. Yeah. Or are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> no. I think I think no. beer week no, can I'm not totally kidding. still happen. Just it has yeah. to be different, obviously. But you can still we everybody can still have specials. You can still promote that. You know, Buffalo Brewing is going strong. Make sure you make it out to these places. They've got these specials going on. You know, pick up a case of of beer from Big Ditch this week for a special price. We'll bring it out to your car for you. I mean, hopefully it's a little bit different in September, but like what, what events from Buffalo beer weeks past do you guys have like, like very fond memories of the opening gala. It's it's the library. How long we have that first, the library. Yeah. Friday, like fine bison's done that the last couple of years. Yep. party. I miss it at the library. The yeah. Flying Bison thing was that was last. Yeah, year? that was a good event. Two years in a row. The last two yeah. years. The last yeah. two years. Yeah. Um, yeah, that. Other than that, like for me, and and that's one of the things like I, I find with Beer Week is it's like it's like a shotgun blast. There's just stuff, little stuff. <laughs> and and what happens it, unfortunately is much. like it, there's there's uh, so many there's a limited number of people who want to do certain events and then they yeah. kind of cannibalize each other unfortunately yeah. well yeah. if yeah. i go for a beer pairing thing on a wednesday like i probably don't want to go out on a thursday maybe like so there's that there's almost i mean i understand everyone wants to get yeah like, i agree though like it's like parasite yeah it's like everybody's fighting for the same group of people for all these little events and i just yeah. it, it you know, you get like, like I said, I loved it. I loved that the you know the opening gala, and that was always a blast. And yeah. maybe something at the end. I know they like tried tying it into the ballpark brew bash. Um, yeah. Do a yeah, Zoom gala. Just, what's that? Do a Zoom gala. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. But the ball the ballpark event is always fun because it's yeah. like the venue's cool if the weather's good and. Like that's that's fun, um, but yeah, I, I it, it's not that we don't need uh, Buffalo Beer Week, but I remember I don't know I was talking to someone maybe it was like Ethan from CBW who's like we this event this week isn't for us anymore right like mm-hmm. there and maybe Matt you might think the same thing like it's good for the smaller newer places maybe to maybe yeah. people are getting out and buying beer they would normally I'd say it's a good call you guys don't need to do. I don't know specials on Hayburn or on a Wednesday to get people to come in. Um, yeah, yeah. But maybe maybe it's more geared toward I don't know newer places or or things like that. I don't know. 
Um, to, to me, that's what I would be doing the the Buffalo Brewers Festival. That would have been like the, my crown jewel of the Buffalo Beer Week. You know, maybe that's like your big, you got your beer gala at the beginning, then the end is your Buffalo Brew Festival, and then in the middle, people just, you know, if, if yeah. breweries want to do but you have those, you know, key things, one on, you know, bookends and, and yeah. focus on those two big events. It couldn't happen like that because of the ballpark brew bash. You can't have two big beer festivals in one week. Well, well, uh, well, actually, it seems like that happens all the time, actually. In well, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we're, we're little weeks of good weather. Yeah, true. Were any of you guys at the, this must have been 2012, I want to say, the Marcy Casino I, like I was special? There. Hey, you were there? At the Marcy. I still talk about that. Paul that, Marco and I talk about that a lot. It was the first time I ever had Cantillon. Same here. Nice. And it was like, it was just there. Like people didn't really even know much about it. I didn't know yeah. Paul at the time, but. It was yeah. a super high end, like beer geek festival yeah there were maybe like 150 people there there weren't know. a lot of people i don't think they made very much money because at that time there were never happened again yeah. like yeah exactly you know but that was that was pretty cool yeah um i i remember the first year like the we were open 2014 i remember i was so excited about beer week and we went to like all the events we could possibly go to Just but now for, for us like every week is almost like beer week we do yeah, four, six, seven events a week or whatever yeah. it is. We're we're yeah. doing. There's a festival every weekend we're attending. So Ethan, yeah. I think is kind of right there that it's um, a little more for the newer people. That doesn't mean there can't be some special, yeah, some special events um, plan and figure out what it is. And like I, I, you know, one of my thoughts is that like nobody really has any idea what they're what they want out of this thing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Like, so it's, it, it, I think it was a good idea to start with and then sort of been like, it's something we do just because we've done it for years yeah. and there's, there's no real goals. So I, well, I, I now, think now is the time to reinvent then. Yeah. Doesn't have to I be. Mean, that, that, I think that's, what's going to happen out of this renewed organization yeah. is trying to be like, where are the brewers? What do we want out of yeah. this thing? Yeah. Let's make sure we get what we want out of it and figure out the, the best way to do it. You know? And it's hard. It's hard because, like Mark said, everybody's fighting for the same dollars. Um, so it's like it, it's kind of hard to think that the breweries aren't going to be out for themselves, as opposed to the like, as opposed to the community or the scene itself. Yeah, yeah the the, brewer, the brewers. I think you guys know this are super collaborative. I mean, they all get along. They all hang out. That's part of what this organization is. Yeah. is sort of like they're they're very friendly with each other, um, and so and like. They all get it too. Like they, they, they also want to push forward just like the, you know, the, the theme of that, that Buffalo is a great beer town. So, yeah. um, I mean, Matt, maybe this is a sort of follow up. Like who is Buffalo beer week for? I, I don't feel like it's for us. That's a huge question. That's the question right there. Who like, is Buffalo we're, beer we're week for? We're going to these places and sort of like engaging all the time anyway. So is Buffalo beer week to get, you know, your Labatt blue drinkers to like maybe go to what pick a place or is it for, you know, the, the sort of like person who drinks Hayburner at home to maybe like, Oh, look, they're doing a, you know, IPA top takeover somewhere. Like who's, who's like the target audience. So I, cause I think like aiming at everyone 
like doesn't necessarily work, right? Like, yeah. like yeah. I don't, I love, I love the idea of the week. I love the spirit and the participation and I, I try and do as many things, but like, it's not for me. Like I'm, yeah. we're already, yeah, you're, you're going, you're, you're already doing it. Yeah. Like every yep. week is Buffalo beer week. For well, us. let me ask you guys a question. Do you guys go out and eat out at restaurants during local restaurant week? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't in a couple of years, but yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think, I think it probably should be something like local restaurant week, I think. So this past year was the first year we, we participated in it and it was far more successful for us than I would have thought it would have been. Um, and I watched us in previous years, not be a part of it and like not do very well during that time. And so what's the point of local restaurant week? I think it's just all like sort of a media blitz and specials by the area restaurants. So you're thinking more about going out and spending some dollars locally during that week. And it seems like that's pretty much successful. So like, it's and again, I'm I'm shooting off the cuff here, so I don't really know. But since you asked me, that's what I got. Like I think <laughs> I, I think I, I think it could be modeled something like that. Um, it definitely isn't right now. I, I don't think because there's no cohesive. You know, one of the things about that food week is that no matter where you go, you can get something that's a staple at that special. place for what was it, 2019 or whatever it was yep. last year. Yep. There's no cohesive deal where you know, you know, that's what the special is. That's, you, you can get something for, for this, you know, it, it's not the same. It's just like, oh, a lot of, a, a lot of the events were just like, uh, not really events, uh, especially like midweek. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I, maybe there's a band playing, but there's usually a band playing, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that probably like, um, so you guys are basically the equivalent of, Make me want to stout. Cool. Um, yes. You got you. You guys are the equivalent of foodies, right? For the restaurant industry. Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree with or that. Beeries, beeries, You're beeries, beeries. Um, and so, like, like I'm guessing, I, I, I know I know far more beer geeks than foodies. Let's say, but I'm guessing foodies <laughs> avoid restaurant week like the plague, right? Like yeah. they're not going out during that week. Yeah. They go out every other week, and that's the week they don't go out. Maybe right. So it's probably not for you guys. But it probably is for fringy people who are like, yeah, I haven't been to a brewery in a long time. Like, I've never even heard of this place, but it's two blocks down the street. And so I think probably if you had like a special like that, that you can go get any brewery and go get something similar, that would probably, probably wouldn't be a bad idea. There is yeah. one big difference between restaurants and breweries, though, which is that there's way more restaurants than breweries. Yeah. Yeah. And all of those restaurants sort of pay a, I believe, pay a fee to advertise through that restaurant. We can be part of the menu and get on the website and that sort of thing. Oh, okay. Um, and I mean, so in, the, in the amount of years, advertising that probably, too. what's that? In, in, in every year leading up to this year, that's exactly the same for beer week. You know, the, the participating venues pay, pay to get into the book basically. Right. But, but my guess is the advertising budget for restaurant week is way bigger than what it is for beer week. That's probably true. And, and, and so they've like, when we did restaurant week last year, we were lucky enough to get invited to do a TV, uh, TV spot. Like beer week. I don't think gets many TVs in it, like a five minute interview on TV. You know, there's, there's like one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the optics are probably way better for a restaurant week than they are for, um, for beer week. The, the trick about all this stuff is how to, 
had advertised to a lot of people hear about it without breaking the budget um, and still get it out to a lot of people, it's always very hard. I don't have a good answer there. But, I mean, some more cohesion and, like, a deal you any brewery you go to, you get the same deal. And giving good people reasons to go out is that's 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 probably a good idea. Yeah. And the bars can do it too. The craft beer bars can do it too. I mean, they can have yeah. the same special. Why couldn't they? You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we figured it out. Nice job. We're solving a lot of world problems today. <laughs> God, did you drink that whole tower? No. That Sarah came. To, that Sarah's off camera here. That's her. Uh, I I bought her the uh, the crowler of uh, make me want to stout, okay. and she wanted me to pour it for her. Speaking so of she's towers, off camera. This is yeah. incomplete, but I'm I'm sure you guys have towers very similar oh, yeah. to this. I have a tower oh, yeah. in the I'm I'm not gonna re- I'm not gonna throw them out. I'm not gonna recycle them. I'm gonna bring them back somewhere. But 42 North, dude, turn 10 in for a free beer. Yeah. Is it 10 for a free beer? Yeah, 10 for a free beer. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I've got 10 here. And again, this is incomplete. I've got a couple of free beers. Yeah. Because of this quarantine. Is it like 20 for a crowler or something like that? What are they doing? I don't know. I don't don't know if they've adapted. (laughs) They have to adapt. (laughs) We're coming in next week, Matt, for the, uh, the blood drive. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, me nice. and Sarah have. Uh, we tried to get in a couple weeks ago, but it filled up like immediately. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. no, that was pretty cool. I didn't even realize. Is that next week? I'm like, holy crap! Uh, <laughs> it is the 12th, I believe. What day is it? So, okay, so it's a it's a couple weeks. Two weeks, two weeks. I'm going to make yeah. sure this gets in. Can Can we talk more about that? What's going on? Oh yeah, man! If you yeah, wanna. by all means. Sure. So um, we had uh, we had months ago. Actually, Connect Life had um, gotten in touch with us about doing an event together and maybe seeing if we could collaboratively do something together. And we offered up um, using our space for a blood drive mm-hmm. and hadn't really thought too much about it. But then as the pandemic started and we realized they had a lot of um, a lot of the places that had done public blood drives had canceled just due to safety or staffing or whatever. We're like, we got to man, we got a empty restaurant here. We got space to do this. Why don't we do a blood drive here? So we, um, so we've done two blood drives so far in our beer hall. And then we've to entice people to come out, we've given them a glass and a gift card. Um, so, um, and then like they've both filled up (laughs) like pretty much immediately. Yeah, They fill up quick. You gotta, we had to jump on the second one in a hurry. (laughs) <laughs> but it's cool. We're, we get about 40 to 50 people in a day. And they, they told us specifically that they had a lack of downtown locations doing blood drives. So we we're happy to um, jump in and help, you know, and that, that like in the scope of everything that's going on right now, that sort of thing makes me and makes us feel pretty good. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's awesome. You guys are doing it. Sarah had been wanting to do it anyways. And then, you know, Oh, for free beer. Why not? Yep. Well, you've there inspired you other breweries. You see, I, I, if you see, <laughs> you see would be frowned upon if I like, cracked open a crowler while they were <laughs> while they were taking blood? blood? Is that, yeah, is that frowned upon? Or uh, I don't know. Then that's a blood friend. It'll flow easier. Yeah, asking for a friend. Like if you rip off a keg stand while they're trying to like tap your arm or something. Yeah. 
I don't know. My wife will uh, my wife will yell at me if I come home with any more glasses. But I'd like to know what blood type I am. I have no idea. <laughs> That's a fair <laughs> point. That's a fair point. It's kind of interesting because, like, if you've got a pretty high blood alcohol level and they take your blood, and they yeah. give it to somebody else. Yeah, how does that work? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a. Uh, I think it dilutes it. Pretty sure. <laughs> Jesse, did you just open another beer? I was about to. Yeah, open. I got what this got? 2018 Towpath uh, staring me nice. in the face, and uh, you guys. I think it's about time. Was 2016 the first year you guys did Towpath, Matt? 2016. We had done. So. Let's see. 2016 was definitely the first year we aged it in a barrel. The I barrel think we had aged, done yeah. a batch. Maybe one batch before that that wasn't aged. So we've done the barrel age now for, I guess, four years. I think, though, I think 2018 is probably the best year. 2018? we've done it. Yeah, the one that, the one that Jesse's got right now. <laughs> so, so yeah. The five year, we can do a five-year vertical. I, I was just going to say two things, two things I have been planning. When the next Bidwell Wild comes out, a three-year vertical – because I, I'll have all the bottles, and then a five-year towpath barrel age vertical. Oh, I was yeah. just looking at my bottles in the cellar, and yeah. when it gets released this year, I'll oh, be ready that for that. Be, yeah, that could be our like because we did that with Resurgence with yeah. a bunch. Yeah, that was, was gonna say, the logo yeah. pops out so nicely oh, against yeah. the, that that. Uh, Do you remember when we all got together in the same place and did a Resurgence <laughs> vertical? Yeah, Man, we were all awesome. we could all see each other, not on a computer yeah, screen. Scott, you were there. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, Panfil was there. He he made the mistake of giving us giving us all live mics. <laughs> yeah, how that how that work out? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was fine. It it took a long time to edit, but <laughs> I'm sure it did. I mean, everybody had a mic. So yeah. Oh yeah, everybody had their own mic. Yeah. At a, at, a, at an imperial stout tasting. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> while we're drinking barrel aged imperial stouts. That's gotta be fun. I can Although do the, 16. The most Let's profanity do this. did come from Jeff Ware. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> uh, good old times. Man, did you see? Um, did you see how the the Brewers Associ- the State Brewers Association, did the uh, the virtual tasting recently, like the vir- the virtual festival? I know they had done it, um, but I did not get to check it out, so I don't know what it was like. Well, well, I, I mean, I, I saw a few short clips on Instagram. Do you think, though, that that's something that we could do if the Brewers Festival gets canceled this year locally? Like a uh, like a virtual festival? Yeah. So basically, what it what what they did was it was three it was three sessions, or no, it was a ton of different sessions, each with a different brewery. You paid for you paid for whatever session and whatever brewery you wanted to be with, and they sent you two growlers of beer. Yeah to taste during the session. And then during the session, the brewer, it was just like a, a virtual Q and a. So you got to go on, try the beer and they would ask you questions kind of thing. Right. Hmm. I mean, if, if they could make that happen for that, yeah. I don't see why they couldn't do that as well for the, uh, for the festival. How many people can you fit in a room? That I, I have no idea. Yeah, that would Probably be a Scott like this? Was it Zoom? I don't know. I don't know how, what they did. Was it a Zoom thing or what? Yeah, it was on Zoom, and I know they sold out a couple sessions, but I'm not you sure. There's a lot of people on Zoom, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. There are a I couple. Mean, sure. like, well, I think they, they sold tickets to it, I think. Yes, they did. 
There are a couple yeah, I mean, of wineries with, with, in the Finger Lakes that I just follow on like Facebook or something that are doing sort of virtual tastings where they'll, really? they'll send you like sample bottles of wine and like snacks to go with it. And then they have a time where like the winemaker will come on and talk about it. Like that would be cool to do. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool, yeah, we're going to do one. There's one like next weekend we're going to try. Oh, red. Yeah. Um, we actually just had a, um, a, one of our customers, uh, folks that have done some private events with us, ask if we could do like an 80 to 100 person virtual led beer tasting. Oh, hey now. Which is sort of an interesting idea. But I'm like, I don't, like, we have not done that before. <laughs> it sounds pretty great. Like, I don't even know how we'd get beer to all of them. And yeah. Like, I don't know. But you never know. I mean, this could be the new reality. Could True. Be, could be the way things go for a while. So yeah. I'm guessing the Brewers Association try to sort of stay flexible and like, hey, man, if we got to raise money somehow and do festivals somehow, let's give it a try. So yeah. sounds, like it, sounds like it went well. From what I saw, it did they sold? Yeah, they sold out a few a few of their sessions, which I was really surprised by. But again, like you said, this is this is the new normal for now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's right. Jesse, how's the towpath? Yeah, let's, let's hear about it. It's not, the, it's not this tower. This tower is <laughs> amazing. <laughs> it's not this. It's not this 2018 coconut cream either. Very smooth. Very roasty. A little coffee note. Yeah, twenty eighteen is just pretty nice. Barrels there. So Matt, you see you see all of us drinking these 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 vintages of your beers. Is it akin mm. I know you you can't speak to the other side, but is it akin to like a band seeing fans sing their lyrics back to them in a live setting? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably exactly like that. Yeah. yeah. That's what I think. <laughs> I, I agree. I think I think it would be. <laughs> I did. When I when I put this shirt on, I texted a friend and I said, Who knew I was doing this? I said is this like wearing the band? The yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't know what the band would say, but I'm guessing the band would be like, I dig it, man. And yeah, I, I feel like that too. I dig it. It would be kind of funny though, if like Matt came on and all of us were drinking, like, I think we drove like a Miller Light or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah or just like, eh, I don't really yeah, like the hockey stuff. Yeah. Like, so what are we talking about today? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't get one. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I've got other things here, like uh, I've got a Southern Tier. You can drink that. Yeah, I'm not going to be mad. That's <laughs> bad. Have you had anything recently that you really liked, either a local or? A, I know you said yes. Good, qu- good question. Stuff, obviously. So, like, um, yeah, he does. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it well, sort of like life right now is before pandemic and after pandemic so, <laughs> so it's like yeah. I, I i honestly have not really gone much of anywhere besides work and home yeah. since the whole thing Fair started enough. i barely got anywhere yes yeah yep. um but like right before this happened was that sort of magical february where there <laughs> were a million awesome yes. beer festivals yeah so i got to try some of the best beers from all of our local breweries all within like a month. And there were so many good ones, but I can't remember anything that happened. <laughs> like I remember that happening, but it seems like it was about 47 years ago. That, that it really does seem like it was so far away. That, that Buffalo beer geeks festival that happened at resurgence feels like it was in 2014. Yeah. It was so long ago. <laughs> it was so It was like mid February. It feels like, 
Yeah, it was six years ago. I'm trying to remember good beers I had during that. I remember, um, did any of you guys were at the 42 North um, Barrel Age? Well, Barrel Jam was wonderful. Yeah, yeah, the the 42 North beers they had were really good. I think they had a creek that was really, really awesome at that. You know what? Um, I I remember there was people there, and I could could touch them. There were people (laughs) you could touch. I could walk up to people and hug them at that point. Likewise, the the New York Beer Project Festival, the um, Brewers Invitational, Uh, that was also really nice. And Beer Project had a bunch of really good beers at that as well, too. I remember they had like a petite sour or something like that, or maybe maybe it's a bread age, a a bread beer they had. It was really nice. Yeah, there was. There was a ton of good beer that, that month. (laughs) <laughs> that was like a year ago. Yeah, that was like yeah. It feels like years ago. That was. I mean, at, at least you could say this is that right before this happened, there was a lot of really good beer and a lot of great festivals that were yeah. all, all sort of happening at once. So we did get our fill. <laughs> I've been saying that. Thankfully, I uh, was able to go to so many of them. Yeah, Matt, did you get to go to Shelton Fest in the fall? Ooh, I did not go to Shelton. Oh. Uh, that is did you guys all go? Yeah. yeah. Wait, Scott, did you go? Scott or Scott? You. You. No. I was there. I yeah, I, I know Scott McMillan was there. <laughs> no. That and and again, if I would have known, I would have been at everything in February. But no. Well, if only you, you if only there was a resource available to <laughs> let you know when these things were happening. Yeah. <laughs> Did we, all, sort of, did we all go on the same sort day? Sort of media that was social. Sorry. We did. Yeah. Saturday we went. Yeah. Jesse was the one who went during general admission, and we were very intoxicated by the time we got in. <laughs> yeah, you what guys. What did you guys all think of the? You guys were silly by the time I got I, there. It, it, man, it was literally the single greatest uh, beer th- beer event I've ever been at. Yeah. So, like so literally, Scott, Scott, and I drank Cantillon. Um. um Cantillo Magic Shook with John Van Roy. Which and we is, took a picture with him. And I, it's like those are words that sound made up. Yeah. I, I, I was waiting in line for Cantillo and getting beer from DeGard. Yes. They didn't have a line. Like, I mean, what world was where we live right. in? It's a weird sort of embarrassment of riches. Right. Like, we were waiting in line for uh, Dry Fontaine and getting beer from. Uh, no, I can't. Of course, I can't remember. I can't remember the brewery. A ton of different ones. Yeah, uh, I can't. I can't. It's just, just, yeah. Like, like Mark said, just an embarrassment of riches. Just insane stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we 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 released a bunch of beers that week because we were kind of like, there's all these beer geeks coming into town that maybe will never come back. Right. So it was a really busy weekend for us. So I was kind of just at the fort again, hunkered down. Yeah. But like, my plan is to experience that like somewhere. Like I'm definitely going to go to that, but that'll be sort of like a pilgrimage to go somewhere else and yeah, 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 right. yeah that's true. Experience that festival. So, get but it sounds VIP. really cool. Everybody I know that went had a good time. Get the VIP. It it was yes. worth. It was yeah. worth every penny. It was it was definitely interesting to see people coming into town too. I, I know we were at the uh, Scott Mischewitz Library that one night. Yeah, and we talked to some people who were there. Uh, we're just coming into town. It was. It's interesting to see people Buffalo being a destination like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. That was really cool. 
And I, uh, I remember asking if people thought that Buffalo, if Buffalo represented itself pretty well, and mostly people yeah. thought it did. The weather was pretty good that week, like that weekend. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we were so when we ran, we helped run the event at the uh, the Adam Iskowitz Library, and these people coming in from out of town. We had a bunch of people from Colorado that said they blew off GABF to come to Buffalo uh, to go to Shelton, which I that's thought awesome. was really awesome. Yeah, that's really awesome. That's really awesome. What? So you guys went to VIP. What did VIP have that the general admission did not have? Uh, you get three, two hours of two, three hours of two hours. Drinking. Yeah, I think it was two <laughs> hours. Early. An extra two hours of drinking. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A lot less lines from yeah. what there were no lines. Because by the there, time there were, I got there, yeah. it was packed. <laughs> it, was, it was two hours of whatever like outside of dry. Cantio and maybe other half. There were no lines. Like yeah. I said, uh, you would just walk up to <laughs> to uh, just ridiculous breweries, and you literally would just walk up, and there's nobody there. And you're just filling up. You know what? What was that Italian brewery? Remember, they got a flat tire on the way there. Yeah, I forget just, what they were. Stop behind yeah. the table and just started pouring their beers. Oh yeah, when yeah. we were with the guys from Rusty Nickel. We it was next to the rusty nickel table. Yeah. So we, there was weird. There was a table with like a tablecloth on it. It was empty. somehow I, I feel like we we ended up with some of those bottles. I, did, I don't I don't remember so how. Apparently the brewer got a flat tire on the way to the festival and didn't make it. So the festival ended with us just cracking open bottles of some brewery I think from Italy and serving people. Um, so I don't yeah, remember. We did, yeah, we did all right. Yeah, so. so you guys said it was the like the best festival and exceeded all expectations. So, like, in other words, the beer you had there was pretty much the best you've had at any festival. Is that right, or was it just a collection of really, really awesome? Yeah, it was one couple, festival. Like, like was what was collection. that like? It, it was. I think it was the sheer like variety of yeah. beer. The 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 variety of styles but also the variety of i mean you could go from a table drinking beer from a brewery in japan to a beer from a brewery in china to jordan to to you know belgium to switzerland in a row yeah where else do you get that i drank beer from i I didn't know jordan had breweries yeah you know no, yeah, it was like, crazy. Like, Scott, like Scott's saying, like we we waited in line for Dry Fontaine, and we were drinking Jester King as our side beer, and then we got in a line for Cantillon, and we were drinking Degard as our side beer, and then we waited in line for Tired Hands, and then after that, we got in. There was no line for Hamburgot from Sweden, yeah. and it was uh, from the Netherlands, and it was like we were literally talking to the head brewer, and it was just like some, yeah. literally some of the best beer in the world. And it's it's being served in Buffalo, and it's just like something that blew my mind completely. Yeah. But yeah, I guess what good. I'm asking is like, so like, but was it the beer, or was it just the experience? I, I think oh, it's both, and I think it's both. It's both because I, I the beer was excellent, and 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 it, it, it's kind of like it's kind of that collector mindset too. I don't know if you've ever played Pokemon or something like that, but it was like. <laughs> Well, you know, it's like yeah. these beers are like mythic beers that you've heard of and yeah. you can't ever experience firsthand, but they were there. <laughs> it was yeah. kind of like, got to drink place. them all. Yeah. <laughs> You're collecting yeah. everything all in one spot. The all venue at one time. had a lot to do with it, too. 
Yeah. The venue was yeah, so it, it, fantastic. Venue. So unique. It, it wasn't just one thing. It was no. a myriad of, like, yes, the beer was good. I mean, not all of it was amazing, but a no. lot of it was absolutely fantastic. But it's also like, 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 like you said, the, the, the sheer variety, the, the different places, the, the different countries, the, you know, the, the, the brewers are there, the, yeah. you know, everybody's there. It was just like this whole big, you know, combination of different things. Now guys, we, we talked, this goes back to the, uh, which I keep saying, we're going to keep doing do this again. The beer book club. Yeah. So I missed the beer club. We, Matt, we did this beer. It was actually the like Ethan started in CBW. Did like this. We did like a. I remember that when he when they did that. Yeah, so I remember the one. I mean, we read a couple of books by Pete Brown, and there we were. We guys there. We were like messaging him on Twitter, like yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. We talked about like, you know, the problems with Untapped. Like you have a beer and you're in a bad mood, or it's raining out or something, and you give it. And it's like how much of the sort of ambiance and the environment has to do with when you have a beer. Like, yeah, so part of it was this is the festival. It's in my hometown. I'm surrounded by, like, all of my beer friends. Yeah. We're all kind of, like, just grinning ear to ear. Yeah, if I had to travel to, I think the year before it was, like, in Atlanta. Like, if I went to that same festival in Atlanta, it would have been great. But it wouldn't have been the same. Yeah, it's true. Like, I agree. Like it would have been, you know, I you know, maybe I know a couple people there. But mm. as I always joke, that my favorite beer, this won't happen this year. My favorite beer I have all year is the first beer I have on the last day of school. Ah, oh, yeah. Like sometimes it's it's been, I'm sure an imperial stout. Sometimes it's been a blue light. Sometimes it's probably been a hay burner. But no matter what that <laughs> beer is, it's my favorite beer of the year. Mark, quick, quick note: It was Mark. It was Lowbridge last year. Yeah, it might have been. Look, no beer tastes that good. All, I don't care what it is. What was it this year? Uh, this well, well, yeah, yeah. I, it was. It was two months ago. Exactly. You got to go figure it out. But it's like I think maybe we got talking about that because of Untapped, where it's like some of these. You know, if I go to a brewery and I have the beer and I'm on vacation, like it's going to taste better. Like it's just. Um, oh yeah. I went yeah. to a I went to Portland, Maine last summer and like we spent a day at the beach, me and my family, and I had, had an Allagash White at a restaurant. And I love Allagash White, but this was like the best Allagash White I ever had. <laughs> yeah. And like I'm not sure if it was just being on vacation or spending a the day at the beach or being in Portland or being close, but it's like I totally know what you mean. I'm like, boy, this hit the spot. So and you're yeah. right, man. It's hard to disconnect the experience from the uh, yeah. from the quality, I guess, sometimes. Yeah. So that, that that sounds pretty good. Well, I'm glad it was. It sounds like an awesome event. Yeah. I, I I was like, I remember thinking about it. I'm like, no, like my place is at the brewery for this thing. Like, I want to be at our brewery, yeah, making sure that everything is right for all these. And there, it was awesome because I mean, like, there are a lot of brewers that stayed at the Hyatt downtown, which is about two blocks away from our brewery. So, so the, I'm like, all these brewers, when they come back, they're going to want to go get a beer too. They're going to come right down here. Yeah. So, uh, like, but you know, so, you know, like I, I'm, I'm part of it now. It's hard to experience it secondhand. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I do sort of look forward to a day where I can do that <laughs> again. Um, so I, I, I wonder if the fest will ever come back to Buffalo. I don't know. I mean, from all accounts, it sounded like it went pretty well. Yeah, I heard like ticket sales were good, and yeah, I, I think uh, it could happen. Successful, might. Yeah. So, guys, we're at two hours. Can we wrap this up for oh. for uh, Matt? Really? Holy cow! <laughs> wow. Yes. Well, there were no shots done, but I guess yeah, I didn't do yeah, off camera. I can still do one, but. We'll do maybe a little bit. But I'll digress. Again, we're, we're at two hours. Can we? I have uh, half a bottle of Topat left, so no shots for me. I'm so, I'm so <laughs> I have three quarters of a Chimes bottle left. Oh, boy. Well, that's uh, you, you guys can enjoy that then. <laughs> uh, I, well, I, I, mean, I was just going to say, th- I, like, this has been fun. I really appreciate you guys supporting local beer scene, supporting Big Ditch. It's, oh. you know, like. I, I like that you're wearing the rock star, you know, big ditch t-shirt. <laughs> That's nice. So I, uh, so I, I, so I just want to say thanks for, uh, oh, you know, thank supporting you. us for even when we were in the garage until, uh, until, till today. It's cool. Oh, we, we appreciate you guys as well for treating us like family all these years and yeah. uh, making great beer and doing hey. what you guys do. So, yeah. And Matt, you're like, I would say this, even if you weren't listening, like, you are one of the sort of like nicest most real in the industry. Like there are a lot of nice people out there, but you're like, yeah, you've always been kind to us. And, and, you know, so we appreciate that very, very much. Yeah. Someone who's equally invested in our success as we are in yours. And, you know, we, something that can never be reciprocated on our end. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys do a great job of reciprocating. So I do spend thousands of dollars. It is, is business. <laughs> like we, we do reciprocate a little bit. You, you do reciprocate. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, it is not, it is not unnoticed without a doubt, especially on a night like tonight. You, you, you you guys have a better collection of big ditch beer than I have. I, think. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me, I, I don't know if that's amazing or yeah. Is that good or bad? Well, I it don't might know. be sad on my part. But but thank you. It's been uh, it's yeah, been fun. Thanks. No, I appreciate it. The pleasure is all ours, Matt. Honestly. Yeah. Cool. So we look forward to. Uh, I look forward to that fourteen percent IPA coming out. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Couple weeks we must know. Crossed. We must right. know. Yes. <laughs> hey everyone, thank you for listening. This has been Western New York Brews. We will talk to you again next week when we're talking to Jeff Ware from Resurgence Brewing. And we will go out like we always do with the Rearview Ramblers and you can't buy beer with condolences. You can find them at rearviewramblers.com. Also, don't forget to check out buffalobeerleague.com for all your Buffalo beer news. We'll talk to you next week, guys. Bye.